This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yeah, Mark, what is my name? Hi, buddy. Hey, Mr. Madden, how you doing? What up? What if they wore assless chaps? Would that help at all? If they what? The X at 105.9. The Steelers draft this tonight. Joining me now to discuss from DKPittsburghSports.com, he is Dale Lawley. Uh, Dale, give me three potential first-round picks for the Steelers at pick number 24, the most likely to be there and the most likely for the Steelers to take. Well, I think it comes down to to three guys, Mark, and thanks for having me on. I think you're looking at uh, Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle out of uh, Oklahoma State. I think you're looking at Najee Harris, the running back, uh, obviously from uh, Alabama that everybody is talking about. And then I think uh, the other one is Zayvon Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. I like Zayvon Collins, but I, I like all three of those picks. Who's the most likely to be there, and who would be the Steelers' first choice of the three? Boy, that's a tough question. Um, you know, looking at all the mock drafts and stuff that I've done, I, I just don't know that Tevin Jenkins makes it down to them because there's so many teams that, that have needs at offensive tackle uh, and he's my number uh, four offensive tackle in this draft. Um, and the way I look at it, uh, you know, the, I, I think there's, you know, everybody knows that the top guys are the top guys. They're both probably going in the top ten. And then you get Darisaw, who probably goes somewhere in the teens. Uh, and then Tevin Jenkins. And I, I look then at that next group of, of tackles, and I don't know that I mean, some teams may like you know, a certain guy more than others. Um, but I don't know that there's a huge difference between the fifth-rated tackle and the 15th-rated tackle. Uh, and that's not a bad thing in this draft because I think they're all like round one slash two to early round three guys. Um, so I don't know that he makes it down to them because I think there is a separation there. Um, you know, with Collins and Najee Harris, I think it's probably 60-40 on, on one of those two guys making it to them. I think if one of them goes ahead of the Steelers, the other one is probably there and vice versa. Um, so I think that the, the Steelers could have their pick of one of those three guys. Uh, I just don't know that all three of them make it there. Uh, if Harris gets picked, he starts. What about Collins oh, or, or Jenkins? Would would they jump right in and start, either of them? Uh, well, here's the thing with Jenkins, and, and this is the one reason why I'm kind of I, – I don't know about him. Is He's more of a natural right tackle. Um, but you could put you could plug him in at right tackle, and then take a quarter four and Banner and tell him, okay, you're on the left side. Or you could put Jenkins on the left side and say, you know, hey, fight it out here with with a quarter four on the left side. Or slide those other guys over, or just move Banner over to the left side and say, okay, you're the starter there. So it would give them options, uh, and I think that's the big thing. 
Uh, Collins, I think, would start right away. Um, I, don't, I don't know that there's a lot. Uh, you know, the, the Robert Spillane story has been told many times, and, 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 you know, good for him, but you'd rather him not start. And, you know, while Vince uh, Vince Williams, as Mike Tomlin said, bleeds black and gold and is a, you know, is a true stealer, uh, two years ago he played 30% of the snaps because they didn't want him as the, the full-time starter. So Jenkins would get on the field a lot. And Najee Harris has absolutely nothing to stop him from being the starter. <laughs> no, that's why I kind of left him out of that discussion. Uh, it wouldn't bother me if they got Harris. I mean, Harris is actually my personal first pick, or Jenkins. But here's why I really like Collins. I'm not sure that anything short of a perfect draft can really fix the offense. I think Collins in that defense makes it potentially even better than last year, despite losing Dupree and Hilton, and Nelson. Well, here's the thing about the, you know, Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert were asked on Monday about that inside linebacker position, and they kind of echoed what Matt Williamson and I have been talking about on on our show on the drive a lot, is that this inside linebacker group is unlike any that I can remember in a long time. Now, I don't put a lot of stock into the 40 times that everybody ran at their pro days and stuff because they're not official or anything like that. But you can look down the list of guys available in this draft. Uh, and there's probably 15 uh, inside linebackers who are running in the four fives. That just didn't happen. You know, that was that was the outlier before. And now it's the norm because college football has changed so much. You know, with with all the spread offenses and all these great receivers coming out of college football, teams, college teams figured out that they needed guys who could cover those those players. And so they took their safeties and moved them to linebacker. Uh, you know, they took their corners and moved some of the corners to to, uh, to safety, bumped the safeties up to linebacker. So there's a bunch of guys in this draft in that 220 to 240-pound range who can run. Uh, you know, Ohio State has three of them, <laughs> for God's sakes. It's, it's, it's a really unique draft in that way. So I think if you, if you don't get a Collins in the first round, that doesn't mean you're punting on the on the uh, the position because there's going to be guys available into the you know into the third and fourth rounds that you can get that quite possibly could start for you down the road. Jerry Dulac from the PG says that if a quarterback falls to number twenty four, the Steelers might take him. I get it, but what's Ben going to think of that? Doesn't the pick need to help this year? I mean, what would the point have been then of bringing back Ben Roethlisberger? Well, and if somebody offered me a million dollars, I might accept that too. I mean, no offense to Jerry, but yeah, they might take a quarterback if he's available. If it's you know, if it's the right one, I don't think they would jump on Mac Jones. I don't think he's special enough that that you would say, okay, I'd take that. But if Justin Fields falls into your lap, yeah, you'd take him. I mean, I, I saw that you know everybody freaked out over the Charlie Casserly mocks uh, he, because in his first two mocks he had this Justin Fields falling to the Steelers. It's not going to happen. There's too many quarterback needy teams out there that, that you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, there's two of them sitting right ahead of the Steelers in Washington and Chicago that if one of those quarterbacks happened to fall to the 19 and 20 where those two teams are at, there's no way they pass on those guys. No way. They don't have a quarterback. Chicago's got Nick Foles again. That's not, that's not a quarterback. That's not an option. They would take him in a heart. They would take any of these young guys in a heartbeat. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, is with Washington now. He's the same age as Ben. People don't realize that, but he's he's 39 years old. So they would obviously take the quarterback if they, if that fell into their lap. So I don't see it happening. 
Um, you know, it just, it's just a, a, something that would have to be really far-fetched for it to happen. I mean, you see the report about Aaron Rodgers being disgruntled, um, which is probably a money grab by him. But, you know, unless somebody trades for Aaron Rodgers tonight, I just, there's, there's too many teams that need quarterbacks out there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We're talking to Dale Lawley of DKPittsburghSports.com. He's brought to us by 84 Lumber. Dale, um, I know they want to get a center. I don't think it would be advisable to take Glandon Dickerson in the first round because, you know, A, they have other more pressing needs to me that can't be filled later in the draft, and Dickerson's been uh, injured quite a bit. But how much do they like Dickerson, and how late can they draft to get a starting center? And beyond Dickerson, who are some names that might be there? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like about Dickerson when you turn on the tape and just watch him play. Uh, but then you look at the medicals and you go, okay, he never finished a college season healthy, which is a bit of a red flag. <laughs> I mean, he's played four years in college and didn't have a single one of them where he didn't finish with something wrong with him. So that's a bit of a red flag. Now, I don't think the ACL that he suffered last year is going to be a huge problem. Obviously, he'll be back from that. And, that, and that's what his injuries have been, ACLs and things of that nature. Um, so there, maybe there's some bad luck there, but you know, I, I love the player. I wouldn't take him in the first round because of those injury, that injury history. Uh, you know, beyond him, you're looking at, uh, you know, Creed Humphrey, uh, from Oklahoma is certainly on top of that list. Quinn Miners, the Wisconsin whitewater kid who's, who uh, lit up the senior bowl is on that list. Uh, you got Myers from, from, uh, Ohio State, who is probably more of a third round pick, but he could potentially be a long term starter. Uh, I really like uh, Kendrick Green out of uh, with, out of Illinois as maybe a third or fourth round option. He he, he played a lot of guard at Illinois, but he also started uh, I think four or five games in in 2019 at center. And he's a guy that can really move and do some things. So there's some guys there, you know, available. I uh, just named five, off, you know, right there who could potentially. Oh no, there's a lot of center. centers, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, even you know, people have talked about the Pittsburgh kid, Robert Hainsey from Monroeville. He was an offensive tackle at Notre Dame, uh, but you know when we've I've talked to some different analysts, and they think that you know he could potentially move into guard because he's got shorter arms, but he's really smart, and, and that's the kind of guy that you want to have at center. You want to have a, a smart guy who can make all the plays. So you know there's there's six guys now that you could get as as a potential starting center, and you don't have to draft them in the first round. You're looking at rounds two through four to get those guys. I know their track record of drafting cornerbacks is not good, but don't they got to take one? Yeah, they definitely, but it's not going to be what people think. Um, if you look at their roster as it's currently constructed, Cam Sutton 
is their only true nickel. So the backup nickel plan right now, as we sit here before the draft, would probably be, okay, we're going to have to take Minka Fitzpatrick and put him in the slot because he he's done that before. He did that in Miami his rookie year. But you don't want to have to do that. So you better go get another slot cornerback in this draft. Uh, and fortunately for them, if you look at this draft, there's a bunch of those kind of guys available from, say, rounds two through even six. Uh, it's, it's really deep with those cornerbacks that are, you know, 5'9", 5'10", 5'11", who project well to the inside. Some of the bigger guys may be able to also play outside. I mean, uh, so I think that 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 sets up well for them that, uh, you know, really the the way I look at this draft is they've got five picks in the first four rounds. And with those five picks, you've got to get a running back, a center, a cornerback who can play in the slot, an inside linebacker, and potentially an offensive tackle. If they do that this weekend – uh, in whatever order that they do it, I prefer to get the running back early because I don't think it's a deep class. But I, I think that's what you're going to be looking at here through those first uh, four rounds. Are they serious about running the ball better, Dale, or is that just lip service? And what does Ben think of all that? Because there's a part of me believes the offense won't change much from last year. Well, they better be serious about running the ball better because they can't run it much worse. I mean, they averaged 3.6 yards a carry last year, which – is atrocious, and I, I think Ben has to, you know, here's the thing about Ben. In 2017, the last year that they had Levy on Bell on the roster as a full-time player, they were 15th in the league in rushing attempts. Ever since then, every year since then, that's gone down. They've been 29th, 30th, 31st, 32nd in rushing attempts because Ben just doesn't trust the running backs. I think if they get him somebody that he trusts, and knows that, okay, if I give this guy the football here, he's going to get four or five yards and potentially more, then I think that they will hand him the football. Ben will hand him the football more. But when it's James Conner or Benny Snell or one of these other guys who, you know, they're going to, okay, I hand him the football here, and all of a sudden now I'm looking at second and 11 or second and 12 or second and 10. Why did we do, why did we do that? There's no sense in it. I can just throw the football and get four or five yards here. So I, I think, it, you know, if he trusts the running back more, he will be more willing to hand the football off. I think I think they go hand in hand. Dale, I am not uh, angry that they signed Mason Rudolph to an extension today, one year through 2022. I'm just kind of curious why. Why today? Um, it, it takes care of something that, you know, let's let's put it this way. If if they're not going to draft a quarterback in this, in this draft, they're not going to take one. It's just not going to happen. Um, so you, you kind of give him that year of, of, okay, you don't have anybody under contract for next year. So why not sign one? You like Mason Rudolph at worst. He's your bridge because you're going to go get one next year. Uh, or at worst, he's your, I should say at worst, he's your backup in, in 2021 or 2022, I should say. So why not do it now, get that taken care of and, and, you know, move on. What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, he allegedly wants out. If I'm Green Bay, I said, look, a deal's a deal, you're signed. But then again, he's 37, and uh, I know people think he's an all-time great. I guess he is, but he's only won once. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I point to when people talk about how the Steelers have, quote-unquote, squandered Ben Roethlisberger's career. I mean, Aaron Rodgers won one Super Bowl, has won one Super Bowl. Drew Brees just retired. He won one Super Bowl. Those guys have only gotten to one Super Bowl. 
it's extremely difficult. I don't think people understand. I think everybody's weighs everything against what Tom Brady has done, and that's not necessarily fair because that's a generational kind of guy. That's an all-time great. Um, and not that Roethlisberger isn't. He's been to three Super Bowls. You can count on you know, two hands the number of guys who have done that. The guys who have won two or I think there's seven or eight. Um, it's not that many. Um, but I don't see Green Bay moving on from Aaron Rodgers at, at this point. I mean, they've, you know, they've been in the, in the NFC championship game each of the last two seasons. Yes, they drafted Jordan Love last year, but I, I don't see them moving on from him yet. He still, he still played at a very high level last year. Uh, you know, I think maybe this is angling for a little more, bit more money or some more stability. Maybe he wants a couple years added on to the end of his career or the end of his contract to, and, you know, hey, move on from love. Um, we kind of saw the same thing a couple years ago from Ben when they drafted Mason Rudolph. What'd you do that for? Well, you're Ben, you're 37, 38 years old. We've got, we got to look to the future. And it's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Hey, yeah, it would have been nice to get Aaron Rodgers a wide receiver last year, but they had a, you know, a quarterback that they had a high grade on. You get an opportunity to do that. They did it with Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Brett Favre. I'm sure Favre wasn't happy about it when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, but life goes on. I mean, you know, some of these guys have to swallow their pride a little bit and realize that the team's still going to be there when they're done playing. It doesn't go away. So, you know, the teams have to have to make plans for the future. And finally, Dale, what time will the Steelers make their pick tonight? Give me your best estimate. <laughs> well, I'm hoping for before 11, but I'm not real optimistic about that. Let's put it that way. Dale, thanks for taking the time. Enjoy the draft. That's Dale Lolly from DK. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 DX.